Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane here and it's Friday, July the 23rd. This week has seen the launch of our latest series about HIV. Time to coincide with the 18th International AIDS Society meeting that has taken place in Vienna and just concluded. In a moment, we'll hear from my colleague Pam Daz about the thrust of this latest series. And for a more in-depth listen, do listen to our extended podcast available by our HIV series webpage on thelancet.com. But returning to this week's issue of The Lancet, dated July the 24th to the 30th, we run editorials on proposed cuts in the UK National Health Service, published online at the end of last week, also on palliative care, and on the assessment of poverty in the poorest countries in the world. Also look out for a call for papers from China in our comment section, a world report item about the changing Australian health system, And in research, we published two important phase two trials concerning the PARP inhibitor Alaparib. These two papers look at, respectively, the treatment of advanced breast cancer and recurrent ovarian cancer among women who carry either a BRCA1 or BRCA2 germline mutation. And also look out for the excellent comment alongside these two articles. Also in research, we have studies concerning arsenic poisoning from drinking water in Bangladesh and the effect, if any, of vitamin A on preeclampsia in pregnancy. But let's return to the HIV series launched by The Lancet on Tuesday, July the 20th. And a reminder that an extended podcast about the series is available from the HIV series webpage on thelancet.com. Earlier, I spoke to my colleague Pam Das, and I began by asking her what the thrust was of this latest Lancet HIV series. The theme is around HIV in people who use drugs. Around 16 million people inject drugs in at least 148 countries, and around 3 million of those, as many as 6.6 million people inject drugs and are HIV positive. Now, outside sub-Saharan Africa, about a third of HIV-related disease can be attributed to injecting drug use. And as our series shows, there are now emerging epidemics in Africa and beyond. And so this is becoming an important driver of the epidemic. Just give us some highlights from the series. We've got, what, seven series articles and some comments as well? That's right. We've got seven papers looking at different aspects of the epidemic and the response to this marginalised population. So we look at access to treatment and prevention services of this socially marginalised group. One of the biggest problems with uh, people who use drugs is stigma and discrimination that they face. And so most countries use the criminal justice system and not the health system to address the problems of people who use drugs. So what our series shows is that there are no single solutions for people who use drugs. Every country needs responses that are tailored to their own epidemic. But what the series does show is that a combination of interventions, which include access to antiretroviral treatment for HIV, opioid substitution therapy, and needle and syringe programs, if you combine all of those together, we show that over the next five years, if you combine all those effects, you can significantly contain this epidemic and bring it down. That's the broad thrust and, and a very important, it's very much a, a social policy approach, isn't it, to, to HIV? We're talking about societies needing to combine our knowledge of science and health with some very practical um, public policy changes. Well, that's right. And also public health policy changes in relation to law enforcement and policies of harm reduction. Unfortunately, many countries, uh, their approach to um, people who use drugs is to detain them, put them in prison and incarcerate them 
basically punitive measures that actually prevent them from accessing healthcare services and perpetuate the epidemic because they perpetuate further spread and transmission of the virus. Thanks, Pam. And why don't you just walk through and give us the titles from the seven series papers to give listeners a flavour? Well, the titles include HIV and the risk environment for injecting drug users, the past, present and future. Now, this is a really interesting paper as it looks at three different epidemics, one in Odessa in the Ukraine and one in Karachi and an emerging one in Nairobi in Kenya. What the authors do is they model the epidemic when you put together packages of care, including opioid substitution therapy, needle exchange programs and access to antiretroviral care, you can actually reduce by 60% over the next five years the number of new infections amongst this population. And the second paper is looking at prevention of HIV infection for people who inject drugs and looking at the individual structural and combination approaches that are needed. And what this paper really emphasises is that there is a combination of interventions. So it's not just a opioid substitution or needle exchange programs. Of course, each of those have uh, an important effect. It's when you combine the interventions that their impact is much greater. And then the third paper is looking at treatment and care for injecting drug users with HIV infection and looking at a review of the barriers and ways forward. And here the authors really emphasise that improved antiretroviral treatment access requires decriminalisation and the end to the portrayal of injecting drug users, um, which sounds very harsh uh, and I, I think it's a really strong statement, as less than human or already dead. That is really the significant issue here, that um, people who use drugs are really deemed by society as not important enough to address. And this is a real big infringement of their human rights. And just the titles of the remaining papers? The next paper looks at the treatment of medical, psychiatric and substance use comorbidities in people infected with HIV who use drugs. And basically what this paper shows is that HIV-infected drug users are at much greater risk of viral hepatitis, tuberculosis, bacterial infections and mental illness. Then the next paper looks at an emerging epidemic among people who use drugs and that is with amphetamine use. Perhaps an amphetamine that might be known to uh, some of our readers is crystal meth because we've covered it in previous world reports and it's an emerging problem certainly in more developed nations. But the use of these drugs in party club settings amongst young people has increased quite substantially and as a result has led to increasing in risky sexual behaviour and practices, which is then, again, perpetuating the transmission of the virus. What we're really seeing uh, overall in the series is that this isn't just an epidemic amongst people who use drugs. This is now an epidemic that is spilling over into other populations as a result of their interaction with this marginalised population. And then finally, the two most important papers, I guess, are the human rights element of this. As I said before, people who use drugs are are widely discriminated and there's much stigma attached to them. So hence their access to care is prohibited by laws and policies or they're just so fearful of being locked up that they're not able to make it to the clinic to get the right services they need. And so what this paper tries to do is, is really put first and foremost the human rights dimension to how we address the needs of this people.
The final paper is a call to action which it calls for a comprehensive response to HIV in people who use drugs, basically calling for decriminalisation along with the scale-up of combination treatment and changes to drug control and law enforcement. Well, many thanks to Pam Daz and to you all for listening. See you next week.